Thank you once again for joining us for The Wrestling Room. My name is Steve Fredland, and I'm the host of this program. Uh, this episode, we have part two of our discussion on prayer. So if you haven't heard the first one, I recommend you go back to episode eight and take a listen. Uh, before we get into this, I just want to quick thank our sponsors, Common Ground, a United Methodist community, a church here in Cambridge, Minnesota. I also want to thank the Pete and Steve show, uh, Give It to the Sherpa, a couple of podcasts that we are associated with, as well as All Response, a local nonprofit uh, doing some work in Rwanda and East Africa. So with that, why don't we join uh, the discussion uh, already in progress? Well, welcome back. Uh, we're starting this episode with a discussion of a quote by Rabbi Abraham Joshua Heschel. And uh, the, the quote from <laughs> that Terry sent on, uh, and most of us are trying to read it half a dozen to a dozen times and trying to put our arms around it, but it was sort of interesting conversation uh, in the break, so we thought we'd, we'd share that on air. But here's the quote. Prayer is meaningless unless it is subversive, unless it seeks to overthrow and to ruin the pyramids of callousness, hatred, opportunism, and falsehood. The liturgical movement must become a revolutionary movement, seeking to overthrow forces that continue to destroy the promise, the hope, and the vision. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I re agree with the, the sentiment of it, that we should get rid of hatred and, and all those things. Um, I'm not so on board with the tone of it as much, but yeah, I guess, I guess I sort of think of prayer and meditation as kind of a, you know, kind of a, a humble, you know, a, a posture of humility and, um, relationship and stuff like that. Um, mm -hmm. Not, not in the words of like revolution and, you know, kind of the aggressive it almost seems like an aggressive stance to me. Mm -hmm. so. And we don't know the broader context in which it was right. given, but right. yeah, for sure. Other thoughts? I think I initially like it and agree with it, because um, I think what I get out of it is that prayer in prayer we are subverting the, um, I guess, natural order of things in terms of human interactions and human uh, proclivities, I guess. So in prayer, mm -hmm. if the direction of our prayer is towards love and goodness and justice, that's subversive. That's that's subverting the way that the world, I guess, normally or naturally works. So and I, I do question a little bit what he means by the liturgical movement. I'm guessing that's specifically Jewish. That I just don't understand what the context for that mm -hmm. is. So, yeah. True. Yeah, I think it's countercultural. Which would imply that our natural tendencies are bad. Hmm. Right? Um, and that opens up a whole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's the, another three hours there. The yeah. urge <laughs> that we have do we fight that? Is that, you know, these two voices that sit on our shoulders, so to mm -hmm. speak? Um, and. There's the sense of that a prayer will either put you to sleep or change you. <laughs> right? <laughs> By Rabbi Esteban. That's, that's a troubling quote for a pastor. <laughs> no pressure, but. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I like it. And I, so I think it's just a radical form of saying that don't fall asleep, that you need to be conscious of 
what you're doing and um, expect, and I think this is right, a different, almost a different arena that um, you want to be willing to upset the apple cart, so to speak. Um, you should not be, be resting. Mm-hmm. or confident in that which you knew was the truth, so to speak. I, would, I was thinking life. Engage it. Right. Engage that life, whatever that is, instead of being lulled to sleep, maybe, mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. the picture that I have in my mind. Being awake to the present moment, being awake to whatever is happening now and here, and engaging it is a kind of a picture yeah. I have of right. that. And maybe... For, we were talking Enneagram during the break, maybe for certain personality types, it means go and run and push and talk and scream and holler, bang on the doors, all of that. And maybe Tell that's life. Out. Exactly. And that's life. And for some, it might be silence and um, quietness. It might be um, listening. It might be something different. I mean, so... Whatever that is, live it. Live it. Live it big, bold. Live what you believe. And I believe in the process of that, you are transformed. And then you do the transformation that I think this passage is talking about, too. It, again, wouldn't necessarily, kind of like Andrew, it wouldn't necessarily be my style to enter, to start it that way, with the way that it is spoken. But the heart of what it's saying about transformation into what is, I think, beautiful. Well, I think it can speak to individually yourself as well as collective society, too. I mean, I think about what are my pyramids of callousness, hatred, opportunism, falsehood that are in me. And so praying in such a way that I subvert that, you know, whatever that looks like to help me transform into a more loving person. Or, yeah, it could be the societal sort of things as we're praying against those sort of societal norms of of selfishness those things so to me that you know whether it is quiet or it's a bullhorn you know that can be revolutionary that can be you know standing up um and then trying to see if we if we believe those are anti-kingdom sort of sentiments any way that we stand up prayer otherwise against those things is hopefully advancing the kingdom of god so i think it could be i I see it it could be revolutionary in my personal life as well as what i see in society as to um, what those things are and what you just said, those are that's what I was kind of referring to about before, is if we make agreements and beliefs that I don't have enough, I need power, if I um, have to defend myself to the risk of the goodness of others, those things that we were taught or we were shown or we were modeled, um, those are those first things, often, and it contains those first things. Um, in our life, and I think those are those agreements that I will pray then out of that. I will pray um, for or against something due to my my beliefs about how this world works. Now, this statement reminds me, what is it that I have called myself into agreement about? Why do I need to be selfish here? Why do I need to protect my children against, you know, lack or something? What am I agreeing with that and this statement helps me, and prayer and awareness helps me change those beliefs, which I think is what the result is, the direction that this statement is talking about. 
but it but we have to be called into an awareness of it we have to be aware that we're why am i feeling threatened why am i feeling angry what is the belief that i have here that maybe is inaccurate and isn't even truthful and i think that um it's that walking with the lord with walking with god that helps me reorientate and get a different perspective on it and then it helps me then maybe move forward and bring love joy peace bring those things that are more truth filled life filled maybe mm-hmm. yeah. any other thoughts I know there's some thought about um, you know he uses the word meaningless you know the prayer is meaningless unless it's subverting and there's some discussion around well does that mean praying for my you know sick father or praying for you know this situation is that meaningless because it's not subverting the callousness of the world. Anybody want to talk about that at all? Or okay, <laughs> but, that, but that, that energy. You can start. Anybody? <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, but that prayer that you just gave an example of originated in in love, right? Because you're caring about somebody else and their well-being. Mm-hmm. It is subversive in a sense. So I don't necessarily concur that that isn't in accordance with that quote. Mm-hmm. Just the quote sounds harsh when it says it's meaningless. It does, like, it does. Well, well, I think that, there, mm-hmm. you know, and, yeah, I'm not going to go there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I have another, does anybody else have anything else? Otherwise I have something I wanted to read and get reaction to. So I, I, had, I had asked a few people to respond to the, these questions about what is prayer, and this is another piece of feedback that I got uh, from somebody I really respect, but I'm curious what your reaction is to this. It's a little bit long. Um, I believe that prayer is any communication with unseen spirits. I choose to pray to the creator of the universe, coming to the Lord in the presence and authority of Jesus by having our spirits meet. I believe what happens is that our being believes that God is there, and we reach out to the Lord by finding a way to share how we are feeling with him. He meets us, and in a mystery that no one knows, exactly knows what all takes place, he communicates with us. Prayer isn't necessarily verbal or auditory. For me, personally, it just depends on the moment. I choose to start my day with an open heart to him, and I out loud say the Lord's Prayer genuinely because he instructed us to do so. And then I out loud commit our family's plans for the day to him and ask that he would anoint it all with his Holy Spirit. Uh, And it kind of goes on from there. But any, any thoughts on that initial Resonate, not resonate. Uh, the biggest thing that I so I wouldn't say it in that way, but the biggest thing I hear there is that prayer as relationship, you know, prayer as connecting with God and the divine. Um, so, yeah, like I said, that's not the words I would put it in, but that's mm-hmm. the attitude and the, and the substance, I guess, of what I how I try to think as well. Mm-hmm. That's not how I would phrase it. I'd, I'd agree, but setting an intention for the day and overtly setting an intention for the day and asking for blessing or light or whatever it might be. I don't, I don't know. That's mm-hmm. interesting. In a good way. Mm-hmm. Truly interesting. Not like Minnesota's other <laughs> <laughs> interesting. That's <laughs> interesting way. Well, and then the person went on to say, prayer causes God's armies to be affected. They act according to our prayers. That's where I, where I wanted to go with this ultimately because I asked, of course, to me it's always the follow-up question. Like, so I said, well, what are God's armies? What do they do, et cetera, et cetera? 
And they said, I obviously don't know every detail about God's armies, but to us, they... they what's that? I know. You're looking for the... <laughs> I obviously don't know every detail about God's armies, but to us, they are... Some are unseen, some are believers here on earth, and some are angels, heavenly beings that live to worship God and do whatever he asks of them. Uh, they go on uh, from there. Uh, I don't believe that our prayers always affect them. I believe that in order for our prayers to reach the Lord and be effective for him to relate to his angels or other believers, the prayer's heart, the prayer's heart needs to be sincere and honest and truly looking for the Lord. I think the desired result of the prayer doesn't sometime, doesn't happen sometimes because our hearts have yucky intentions when pray, when we pray them, and we aren't being really mindful of the prayer and really looking for God. And sometimes our prayers are delayed by the assigned angels because they get caught up in a spiritual battle that we don't even know about. And sometimes God just had a different plan than what we wanted him to say yes to. Sometimes involving individual people we are praying for, they literally are dealing with an evil spirit's influence, and that spirit can only be removed by prayer and fasting for an extended period of time. So, I mean, initial thoughts on that? Or, otherwise I'll ramble on. But. I've been there. <laughs> I, say, I remember that. I've been there. I've felt that. I've believed that. I'm not sure what else I'm going to say right now because I'm working through it in different ways. But, yeah. Yeah. I know it's a reality for some people. Yeah. I mean, it's a true belief. Because I want to make sure we're representing all, you know, different perspectives yeah. that, are, that are out there, too. And, I, yeah, I was there, too. I think the part that... I struggle with a little bit is it feels like what I talked about in the last episode was how do you know then what's actually going on? Like, well, it could be this or it could be this or it could be this or it could be this. And maybe that's all true, but it leaves me in a place of, well, who knows? I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, well, it could be the angel, the, they were interrupted by, you know, some warfare, spiritual warfare, or it could be this, or God just had a different plan. <laughs> you know? And for me, that's the part that I struggle with is I guess we should just pray anyway, but if, if what I'm praying is not in alignment with what God's plan already is or what God plans on doing, it feels like then my point of praying for something is moot. It feels like maybe I should be praying for me to accept whatever the outcome is or me to try to align so I can see with God's eyes what the result is going to be. But it feels like the result's going to be the result. Yeah, it's hard with all those choices to know if what you prayed was is God's will or not. Because right. you don't know for sure he said no. Right. He might totally want you to get it, but the angels couldn't get through. Or I have a So you're left heart. not knowing yeah. if your prayer was even okay. Right. Is it my fault? Is it the angels and demons' fault? Is it God, God's Does will? Does God want you to have it or right. not? You don't know. Yeah. And so, I mean, I, I used to be in that place, too, where, you know, and I, for whatever reason, I could just reconcile all that. And so that's where I'm looking for the insight. And, well, how do you... How do you pray something not knowing if it's going to work, not knowing if it doesn't work, it's my fault, it's the angel's fault, it's God's fault, and then just being okay with whatever the outcome is and saying, yeah, I'm so glad I prayed for that stuff that never happened. I, I need to help with reconciling that. I feel like part of it is um, coming, encourages me to go to a place in me to say, what is it that's compelling me to pray this? Or even, am I compelled to pray this? Or is this something that um, that he's calling me into prayer or something? I feel like it calls me to personal accountability to my own motive and why. And then, despite whether it happens or doesn't happen, I'm following that connection I have with him. I feel, I believe. 
that I don't do it unless I'm compelled and or not compelled to pray. And even at that, even trusting that if I still feel compelled, I prayed and I still, well, maybe this is where fasting comes in or maybe this is where taking a retreat on a weekend and staying in it longer comes in. Um, but then at that point when I'm done, I have to let go. And this is a quote a friend gave to me two weeks ago. Which is you have to let go of your attachment to your expectations. Mm-hmm. Amen, right there. You just, I have to let that go because um, I can't, whether it's armies or angels or whether it was out of sync or whatever, I that will just give me more conundrums and I get stuck further in the muck and the mire of trying to figure something out. And that doesn't help me feel more... Um, at peace <laughs> doesn't help me feel good about decisions I'm making in the light of that I'm trying to do it in light in line with what God desires and what he's wanting to me to know and understand I don't know that's kind of how I go for it and it doesn't mean that there aren't a, a armies it doesn't mean that there isn't things going on but I have to let go of my attachment to that expectation and keep moving forward I don't know and I think you can let go the more you trust in who you think God is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I cannot let go of my expectations if I don't trust that it's, God's going to work a this benevol- out. There's a benevolence. Here. Yeah, There's there a has benevolence. to be that root yes. of... Yes, for sure. I will trust if I really believe you're a benevolent God. Whatever these choices are, you're going to work it out somehow. For sure. That would help me in letting go of my expectations. Yeah, for sure. Or must God expect you to continue to do that, right? You are the agent of change. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. If that's back to that agreement. If right. I have this belief that I am, he re- needs me to do his will. Right. Otherwise, it doesn't struggle. happen, then mm-hmm. I struggle. Mm-hmm. I have to. That's mm-hmm. my belief. Mm-hmm. That's where I end up. Hmm. But that benevolent, mm-hmm. benevolent God. When I was in that, it was personally a lot the benevolent God, but also I was I was the soldier, mm-hmm. and I remember having a piece in that going. The soldier just does what he's told, and that's when you were kind of talking about, you know, the doing what you feel compelled to do, mm-hmm. and that's there I could leave it. I could. I mean, we had many discussions in small group about that how I could pray, and then I could leave it because I've done my piece. If if God wants me to do more, I can do more. I don't have to just keep going in it. It's not this that he's relying on me. He relied on me for that piece that he asked me to do, and then I could, I could go peacefully on on my way with that. Um, but I was believing in a benevolent God that He'd take care of the rest. He has other yeah. people. He doesn't need just me. He needs uh, the the whole. So he's probably got somebody else he's calling to pray at this time or something mm-hmm. like that. That I remember that giving me peace at that time, in that season of of my prayer life. I'm not in that now, so I don't feel the same way. But like you said before, I can't look back at that as wrong either. I, I can't let go of that. There was some powerful times of of communion with God, of what I saw as answers to prayer during that time. I, I can't let that go as just, oh, I grew out of that phase. Now I'm much mm-hmm. more mature into what? I don't know. Mature, arrogant jerk, maybe, but that's... Who <laughs> knows? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that. Yeah, right. <laughs> anyway. 
Well, it, I mean, it makes, you know, all of those sorts of things, like, make me think, you know, to, to live in that place of, okay, I'm just going to trust that God is going to reveal to me what God wants me to do at certain times and just kind of rest in that and not have expectations put on me and all of those sorts of things. Like, maybe the seasons are even part of that. Okay, um, but then I, I really have to trust that I'm listening to God or that I'm not just being lazy or all of these things. If, I mean, if that is the construct of God, I mean, who knows what's really real, but if God is in this place of, I just want you to enjoy life, enjoy each other and connect with me and recognize that you're part of this bigger stream of love, of you know, all this, just, but just rest in that. And when it's time, if it is ever time, I'll let you know what, if anything, I need from you or something. It's almost kind of what I'm hearing. So if if that's the construct, then I have to trust that <laughs> I'm really listening, that I just aren't being lazy or whatever. Does that make sense? Yeah, I was to say that we weren't knocked off the, you know, on the road to, road to Damascus, that, you know, we were knocked off and we didn't do anything about it. We yeah. didn't recognize that call, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. Of, of God to, to do that in our lives. Um, and so at some point, I think there is this, sense of that our understanding gets us so far mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and there is this other thing which we then rely on some sort of divine um, understanding uh, divine faith and, and I don't know that I can um, use my logic to try to bridge those but I try right right and to the day I'll die I, I will <laughs> try to dispel that but I don't know yeah. it, it's it's hard to accept the magic of faith right that the prayer is efficacious So, I mean, I agree with that. That's part of my struggle, too. Like, I'm okay with the... (laughs) There's nothing wrong with the concept of faith. Um, (laughs) 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 But but I'm I'm really, I'm okay with faith and I have faith, but how do I... (laughs) This sounds really dumb, but how do I logically interact with that faith? If that makes sense. Like, I'm okay that my logic only takes me so far... And I'm okay that there's faith that there's something bigger than I could ever comprehend. But it's a weird way to think about, like, somehow logically I have to connect into that faith. Does that make any sense at all? Like, I I can't just have the two worlds. I have to somehow, there has to be some connection point where I can say, okay, that is, for this and broader, I can tap into that because this is the connection. It's hard for me to live in these two, what I feel like are two totally different worlds it's either faith i don't know but god is benevolent and it all ends well and there's something mystical that's happening in the world and then there's the logical of everything we've talked about but somehow that's the maybe that's the connection point what were you gonna say have you ever found a piece that connected a bridge a small bridge or? i asked the questions here <laughs> <laughs> we've talked about this. have you been through seasons where you found it and then it fell apart or is it just never ever connected or? i think it's always been i mean i've always been a logical person and i've had this you know these 
I've always had faith, but I've had sort of these extreme. The prayer is one example of that. We're like really into the prayer life and worship is another one and, and those sorts of things where somehow either I didn't need the logic or I was able to logically connect it or something. I wasn't asking the questions I'm asking now. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it was like that connection point or what, but it felt fully integrated. Yeah. And that's where I'm, I've said many times, man, if you are in a place where you're feeling fully integrated and you don't have questions, don't listen to this yeah. show. Don't, <laughs> don't ask if questions. If your bucket's not tipped over, yeah, don't worry about resetting it. If you're in the spiral it. dynamics, just mm-hmm. don't ask questions. <laughs> but the reality is I, I have. and so, But now, so it feels now incongruent when before it felt mm-hmm. like it God was big enough to handle my logical bent. Not that I don't think God's not big enough now to handle it, but it feels different to me. So, yeah, it was there. But I, I feel like for me personally, not this isn't for everybody, but for me personally, it was somewhat out of a place of ignorance. Like, yeah. I wasn't asking the questions I'm asking now, and there was bliss in that. Mm-hmm. But now some of the things that we've talked about, like, all right, now I need to somehow reconnect to that. The mystery that I know is there and the beauty that I know is there, and I accept it on faith, but it's got to reconcile with mm-hmm. my other stuff, okay. which is super annoying, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Well, and if I'm hearing right, in those moments when when those things were congruent, right, you were having experiences of God. Mm-hmm. So the logical part of your brain can make sense of that because logically I'm experiencing this thing. I'm experiencing some experience with the divine, some, um, some moment with the divine. So logically, at least in that moment, that makes sense because it's happening. And you can't argue that away from yourself because it was happening to you. Yep. Um, totally agree. That, I mean, that's yeah. totally, that's really like that. It trumped my logic or was integrated yeah. with my logic. But now as I go back and look at some of those, my logical brain in this new construct says, were those really experiences with God? <laughs> or was, was it that, pizza from last night? Or was pizza <laughs> or was it, you know, was, it, was it this young kid that needed to feel connected to something? <laughs> and I found that in a prayer group or church or whatever. You know, I, I don't want to say it wasn't God. I really mm-hmm. hope and believe that it was God. But, but the logical side of me says, okay, yeah, but was that real? Mm-hmm. I hate that. <laughs> but I think you're right at the time. It was, yeah, fully, fully there. Yeah. I think in the wrestling times of late, and I think that, you know, maybe it's similar to you, Steve, or not, but that... I've had to come to a place where if this belief gets me to be lazy or asking questions without answers, that's okay. It's just what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. And I will become tired and bored enough if I'm lazy that it, I will, I believe I will change something that then will move me into something else. Mm-hmm. Does that make, and, or if I ask enough questions, I'm going to get to a question that will and, and be at peace with asking questions and not, um, but again, it talks of the benevolent God. You, I mean, to know that there's a, that he is okay with us struggling. It's like we've talked about before, like a father looking at a toddler who isn't walking yet and getting mad that that toddler isn't walking well or can't run down the stairs. I don't think that's the heart. I don't think that's love. I think love is, is I, it is who you are right now where you are and that's okay. So even if my idea of I'm going to wait until I hear him tell me to move and do something makes me not participate in, in a civic event or um, a church event or something, that's, and it, it appears lazy, 
that's okay because until I until that that place of where I'm now habitually lazy is the reality that I'm starting to think this is yucky I don't like this then that's when I move that doesn't feel good it's not connecting I'm not resonating with that anymore and then I move and that could be called the spirit of God moving me and it could be something divine it could be just physiologically but to be okay in that place I think is the grace that I've been experiencing as of the last few years well, I think it helps for me to, to have a perspective of God that is more broad and accepting and not as checklist-oriented as I used to. Because, I mean, that is the linchpin for me. Like, um, I think we've talked about this. Like, the, the, the fact that I believe that God is bigger and more loving than I ever even could imagine, and the fact that I think God's okay with me however I am, even with my questions, those things have allowed me, it's, it's, it's a double-edged sword. It's allowed me to be really lazy in a sense, but allowed me to sort of rest in who I am, but also not feel judged in that like I would have earlier. So when I was in the construct, I would have either personally or externally felt judged by not doing things or whatever. And now that I have this freedom, <laughs> it's easier to not do things. Um, but yeah, hopefully what results is more of a pure motivation out of that. Including in your prayer life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It makes me think of uh, a Jewish tradition of prayer that I might butcher. So if we have Jewish <laughs> listeners, they can message us. Um, of looking at prayer as we've kind of talked about this, aligning ourselves with who God is, right? So a way of doing that is at the end of the day looking at the day past and looking at everything you did, your actions, all of that, and trying to discern, was that moment life-giving or life-draining? Um, and like truly, not just like in the moment, was did I feel good? But like, was that truly life-giving? Um, and that looking back at your day like that, the life-giving things are of God. Um, and doing that as a pattern is a way of aligning yourself with who God is, you know, if you do that every day. Um, not that I do that, but I think it's a beautiful idea, if nothing else. Yeah. That's cool. We've talked yeah. a lot about, you know, on different shows or whatever, about those things that give you life. Yeah. What are those? Because it does seem like that is where the heartbeat of God is somehow. Yeah, not just what makes me happy, but what gives me life. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's cool. I didn't realize that was a, a tradition. Yeah. I have a quote to read that's lighter than that last By one. Heschel? No, by G.K. Chesterton. Oh, no. But something someone said earlier made me think of it. Um, It's just kind of a broader view of prayer. But I loved it so much when I saw it. He says, you say grace before meals. All right. But I say grace before the concert and the opera. And grace before the play and the pantomime. And grace before I open a book. And grace before sketching, painting, Swimming, fencing, boxing, walking, playing, dancing, and grace before I dip the pen in the ink. And I think of that all the time, like when I open a book, I literally have that moment. And before all those things, I do feel like I'm kind of in prayer, even though I'm not saying anything, just that, just that sacred moment. Mm -hmm. And it does feel like in those moments, I'm turning toward God and that's part of my prayer life, I would say. Mm-hmm. My wordless prayer life. Mm-hmm. And the prayer where you're not asking for anything. Right. You're yeah, just, just recognizing. 
This is just a holy... Gratitude? Yeah, it's a gratitude. Mm -hmm. It's expectation. It's... Please. Mm -hmm. I want more here. I don't know. It's Mm -hmm. just everything. But I just loved that. Hmm. Did that resonate with others? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think it's just being mindful, you know? You're you're, you're pausing to be mindful and notice those those life giving mm-hmm. moments um, so I think that's beautiful is it intentional or you just you just feel it right you just because it's something you enjoy so I just, you just feel it feel it and but this put words to it mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's why it resonated with me I hadn't put words to it before and you're you're saying it's wordless so you're not literally like saying grace you're just no, you're recognizing I, the sacred it's just moment a of full it full moment yeah sure yeah I love that that's cool mm-hmm. yeah I well I I'm not sure. I'm Come on, Peter. Come on. <laughs> I know you can. I don't trust anybody that uses two initials. <laughs> no, I, when and talking about spiritual stuff like this, when it gets uh, too cerebral, I get nervous, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I can get, I can get in there, um, mm. you know, uh, with, with everybody. But after a while, I just get so confused. And, and how could you possibly come up with any kind of answer at all then, you know? And so trying to bring it back down to, you know, make it simpler. And um, the thought came to me, like, you know, when trying to figure out what, what to do, um, it, it, you could think about a chess, a chess game, and there's something like a hundred million different combinations. Just making it, it simpler. Less, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Less cerebral. <laughs> Great job, yes. Thanks for dumbing it down for us. <laughs> so we got a Uno. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I mean, I, I feel like that's, that's kind of the, the spot I can get into. Like, how could you possibly know? But really, at any given point in a chess game, and I'm not a chess master, there's only a few different moves that kind of make sense you know what i mean and so you know if if we bring about living in the moment i mean you know like you said and and shannon kind of said you know right now if we just make it as simple as possible live in the moment what are my options right now literally you know right now you know i I don't have to decide whether i should move to syria you know or to I don't know, do do some other thing. Right now, my job is to kind of contribute to this conversation, enjoy people, listen, learn, you know, and get life from it. Um, you know, kind of like Andrew said, every every decision we make, it, it's, you know, we live and die a thousand times a day. You know, every decision we make, everything that happens kind of gives life or, or takes life. And so, I mean, it, it can, I think it can be simple as, you know, as you narrow down the, the you know, point in time that you're talking about. You know, I, I, there's still value in, in obviously thinking about this stuff. But for me, I just, I get so tangled up in, in some of it that it, it get, makes me discouraged. And then I'm like, well, then how come you didn't do know anything or do anything? I'm paralyzed. At the risk of being binary, you're willing to say life or death. Is that, I mean, at that point, you're kind of, my question after Wait, listening what? to Sunday morning, <laughs> my question as far as, is it life or death? I have a lot of gray. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
-hmm. And that's, I think, the great, and I have a lot more gray area, and that's probably just made my life more confusing, Mm -hmm. but it's given grace at the same time. So I'm not judging it all the time. Was that right or wrong? Right or wrong? Life or death? Life or death? I mean, I know. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? So when you say that, I'm like, yes, let's just do that. And then I'm stuck at, but wait a second. Then I'm sitting there judging every moment again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a Black, good point. Black, white, yeah. dualistic. Yeah. I mean, yeah. white or wrong? Or is it more? And say, I think you know that. I mean, I think we all know right. that. And, and the prayer is thank you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Right? Yeah. But but thank you for what? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> My man. What do you propose to put on the table to thank God for? Well, I mean, make it simple. I'm thankful for this coffee, that I still have coffee left. I'm thankful for it, that I'm warm. You know, you, you can think of a thousand things to be thankful for at any given moment, really. Or, I mean, not that I'm great at that or do that perfectly, but, you know, conceptually. Right. I don't know. And not that that cup of coffee might have taken you, your body to a different spot, which is not a good spot. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, slowly right. killing me, yes. But, um, <laughs> but thank you. Thank you. And only as research takes, because he'd add eggs to it this year, but not 20 years ago. You yeah. wouldn't put eggs on that plate, too, right? Depending right. on your knowledge and understanding. Um... <laughs> No, so I, that, those are just some. So we make evaluations of life and death. Uh, of, of this was a life affirming in my life, but you know, I like what you said earlier, Peter, and that was what I thought you would go back to and say, "I don't trust myself." I mean, I, I think there's to be thankful for the fight that I beat my brother over. You know? <laughs> but uh, but I mean, no, I guess my point is like right now, what what are my options? You know. Can I make a... So it's know, obedience. Well, no. No, I mean, I mean physically right now. I right, can, right, I can right, choose right. What, what actions can I take right now. I can take a drink of coffee or I can hit Stacy. I think I won't hit Stacy because I, 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 I know that that's not the right <laughs> He's thing. He's so disappointed. Still. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I mean, it, it's, just, it's just a way to kind of make it a little more... Get out of the clouds and just kind of get... And, and don't get me wrong. I like spending time in the clouds too. But at right. some point, mm-hmm. I get to a point where I'm just like so tangled up and confused and, you know, paralyzed that I just... Just, just is there any way that I can just sort of simplify this for my, my own self? Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of what I was trying to say is whatever we believe, that's what we act out of. So you'll just go mm-hmm. after today and you'll live your life based upon what you believe. Based yeah. upon what... How you're selfish self. Yeah. Well, Ethan can be married for tomorrow we die or something, right? I mean, what if that's my belief? Well, then I'll live my life a certain way. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, this is for my comfort. I'm a comfort creature. I love to be comfortable. I will wear elastic pants the rest of my life if I chose to go <laughs> that way, right? You know, whatever I believe, whatever my belief system is, that's that will influence my decision as to what I'm going to do or not do. Or whether I want to go against my belief system. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think for me, too, I mean, it's this sort of complexity before the simplicity yes, sort yes. of thing. Like, ultimately, yes. I would yes. love to have my days be simple and just be grateful. And, and they are, to some degree. But you know, just living in that moment and just engaging with this God that I know loves me and is redemptive and, you know, all of these different things. So that, that's, ultimate, that's my ultimate goal. It's just live every moment, engage fully in every moment with people and with God and the nature and whatever that is. I think for me, it's the complexity before that is I have all these questions that sort of have emerged now. And so I have to get in the clouds. And I know you've, you understand this, but mm-hmm. you know, I have to get in the clouds and go, okay, when I'm in this moment and I am grateful, 
what am I grateful to? You know, that's the yeah. thing that I, I, I have to reconcile those sorts of things. Or like when I just want, I just want to pray and I just want to thank God for, for this. Am I thanking God up on His throne? Am I thanking Jesus at His right hand? Am I thanking the Holy Spirit that's around me? Am I thanking the Holy Spirit that's in me? Am I, you know, what 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 does that look like? And I know for some people they don't need that. But so for me, ultimately, I want to get that. I need to reconcile those things to the point where I can just live in that moment because I'm grounded in what that looks like or that I firmly know that God has us on this redemptive plan or that I firmly know that you know, everybody is a child of God and deeply loved by God or I firmly know that my prayer is either just thanking God or it's actually having some effect on people. And so ultimately my goal is to become simple in how I live my life. It's just like I spend time in the clouds. But I think you're really good, Pete, at bringing that back down, saying, okay, while in a, you're saying either get out of the clouds or at least don't get so lost in the clouds. I mean, you, yeah. you ground me a lot in that way where I can just be, in a sense, paralyzed in the clouds. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, don't forget that you've got life going on here and you've got a cup of coffee in front of you to be grateful for and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. So I think it's a good reminder, but that's my... My goal is to get there. I can't just force myself to get there as easily. Right. And and your beliefs about God and prayer affect your life a mm-hmm. lot, like you're saying. But how do they affect my life for the next minute? You know, even if I had the, the craziest beliefs in the world about God and prayer, the next minute, you know, mm-hmm. there's not that much variation in the things I could do. You know, but the so response it, to those things it, might yeah. be different. Yeah, I mean, it's just a way to kind of bring some some serenity yeah. and peace into the moment. That I mean, I like the, I like the discussion. I'm on board and I am engaged and I'm learning a lot. You know, so I'm not discounting mm-hmm. what's you know any of any of that at all. But I'm just saying, right. if if it's stressful for anyone, if it's causing you mm-hmm. whatever, that could be one way to think about it. one tool you might be able to use to make it your life easier yeah and whatever the objective reality about god is or the objective reality about prayer not the same type of prayer won't work for everybody you know like we're different people we have different experiences and the way that you understand praying in the moment pete might not work for this person over here because it's we're different people and we're on different paths and journeys and in different places um Mm -hmm. so that so independent of the truth of what prayer is, which we have no idea. Uh, <laughs> different people will do different things anyway. Yeah. And God's big enough to handle all of that. All of that. All the yeah. differences, all the diversity, and all the questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I alluded a little bit to, uh, I guess, who do you pray to? I mean, I, I'd love to explore that a little bit mm-hmm. for those of you who are, have or had haven't had an active prayer life. Like, does it matter? I mean, are you praying to God? Are you praying to Jesus? Are you praying to the Holy Spirit? Are you praying to the universe? Are saints. You... Saints. <laughs> Mary. Catholic saints. 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 Yeah. How about that? Go on. Is that is that true? Well, I don't know. I was afraid the list was going to stop. Yeah, yeah, no, there's well, more. Well, it was going to stop. I know. Okay, so you're, just, you're just adding, you're appending the list. I was appending mm. the list. Okay, let's append the list. Yeah. Okay. God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, universe, saints, energy, energy. Mm-hmm. Who else might we pray to, or not who or what? I mean, what are there other things? Ancestors. You referred to the ancestors, devil. Mm-hmm. the devil. I'm trying to think. 
nature. Nature. And by ancestors, you mean like recently? Yeah, I was trying to think of other world faiths. Oh, gotcha. Deceased yeah. family. Is Deceased, that what you mean? Yeah, like you know. Or, mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Zeus. Zeus. I mean, yeah. Any other yeah, mythical other gods? Yep. Yeah. A higher power, kind of like an unidentified. The general higher power, yeah. Like creative intelligence or something. Okay. I think there's probably one million that we're forgetting. Oh, for sure. <laughs> well, now you're forgetting you don't even, not don't even aware even of. Know. Yeah. So, as you think about for you, I mean, where where do you go with prayer? As far as who do you, who do you, who or what do you pray to? No wrong answers. I'm just curious what where people are at. I tend to pray to God and think of him as the father. Even growing up with the Trinitarian God, he seems to be the boss. So <laughs> I just go right to him. Do you, right to the top. Do you yeah. pray to God the, God the Father like in complete confidence? I know some people say I pray to God through Jesus. Like, like I'm praying to God, but it's through the... You know, I have the right to it because of Jesus, or do you feel more of just a direct connection? I can just pray to God as the boss. I think when we were charismatic, I made sure I used the name of Jesus every time, mm-hmm. but now I've gotten past that. So I feel like I can go straight to God. Mm-hmm. Don't really know what to think about Jesus or the Holy Spirit, or there's really three options to pray to. So I just, that's just what I do. Mm hmm. Others, Stacy, can I ask you? Yeah, we're, we're like, like <laughs> I'm not gonna answer you, but you can ask. <laughs> you can always ask <laughs> another because, question. Because you guys, I mean, you have had an interesting prayer life journey. Yeah. I'm curious if either you know in different times or now, or it, or doesn't it matter to you? Or I think I've always had the connection with what I have called God. I never re- related to him as father. I mean, he was God the Father in church settings, that type of thing, but he was God, like I said, on the shoulder type of thing, that close. And like Tracy was mentioning during our charismatic days and more teaching when I had to really cerebrally flesh this out, I was like, oh, okay, Jesus is the reason I can have this relationship with God. So, I, But Jesus was kind of who I'd relate to in some ways, but when I prayed, it was always to God. That was for me. And, as, and even as my concept of God is changing, he, he was more of a Zeus figure for many, mm-hmm. for many years. Um, but in the last 10 years, it's gone, I feel like he's grown. <laughs> he's grown out of a, an, a being into more of an entity. And so it, it still, I still call him God. I will still refer to him that way. But it's more of a... Um, I feel like he's more omnipresent, even though biblically we used that term growing up. I just feel I sense him in more places now than I did 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And so as that's grown, it's it's still praying to him, but it's now there's most of the time it's almost an inward prayer. I mean, it used to go out. That's how I picture it. It's mm-hmm. kind of weird mm-hmm. to really say it aloud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The prayer used to go up and out, and now I guess it's more, I almost meet him more inwardly. The conversation and the prayer is more of a deep inner. It's not a mm-hmm. God amongst the stars. I hope this gets up that high. Right. It's it's right. changed. So I guess that, 
you know, that kind of thought of that as you made me really flesh this out. Is that's the way it's it's changed since my God has grown. The the conversation more goes inward, which could be a scary thought for some people. That praying to myself as God or that. But would you say you're praying to yourself? You're, no, you're but yes, God, God I mean, I'm in there, but he's in there. It's separate right. for me, right. but yet, but it's all in there, which is a weird... Is that consistent? Has your view of God changed from the God out there to the God in there? I know you said it's grown, but is that yeah. is it just sort of just a great result question. of where you see God? I don't know. That's but, a great... Yeah. I have to really think that yeah. through. It, I mean, I've always thought of God as out there, but yet I've always had God inside, yeah, you, I too. I always feel so, like you have. Yeah. So, but that's... But the know. communication has changed a little yeah, bit. I guess. Yeah, I Okay. So it's, it's great to have conversations that make you really flesh things out and make you sound re- really weird to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my world. It's what I do. But a question I've really been wrestling with is, that relates to this is, do I really believe there's more going on here than meets the eye? Because I've gotten into more scientific studies and that, and I'm I love it. I love watching Nova and these other things that explain the universe and that type of thing. And but I also deep. I'm trying to figure out at my deepest, deepest level. Do I which really way does that push believe, you? <laughs> yeah. Push me where those, those things question. that you read. Does that push you more towards yes, there is something fundamentally here that is different going on, or no, mm-hmm. there is less. Yeah. Room. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it does. That's a great question. Both yes. directions. Yes. And I'm trying to figure out at my core if I had to, if I was taking a Let's true or false, thing. true or false <laughs> test, you're kind of, so okay, feel, time's feel running out. About it? Yeah, because yeah. I can, I can argue both. both ways. <laughs> I, I can live with, I can live now with no God. That people could maybe convince me and I could see myself going that way. And yet, there's something that just isn't going to let that go. There's mm-hmm. something deep in them. Like, no, no, no. And even as we've been talking here, people talk about different ways of um, relating to God. If it drifts too far, I kind of get tight uh, away from... But isn't there, isn't there just a really high percentage chance that there's way more going on than what mm-hmm. we can perceive, that we, we are perceptors? I mean, before there was radios, we... There was radio waves before. There was microwaves. There you had. There was Ultra microwaves. There, there's all these different that things that. Know. Okay, certain animals have these perceptors, so now we can see them. And so, how much more is there a possibility that there's a whole other realm that I'm just going to call the spiritual realm, mm-hmm. or a, that God exists in a different way? He exists here, and I gotta say yes. I yeah. just have to say this can't be all that's going on, and then. Then that changes my prayer again, because <laughs> could it be possible that my actual words do something in that realm right. that I have no idea? That the waves or what is a thought? A thought is energy. A thought is we've been talking about energy. Is it possible that my your thought time, your gratitude before you open the book actually changes something in a different realm that maybe that's where eternity is <laughs> in that in that realm? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, but, but, yeah. <laughs> but that's where kind of a I don't know. I kind of wanted to throw it out there That's a little good, bit. Yeah. Do you believe there's more going on? It doesn't mean it's angels and Satan, or is that maybe just someone's a people's attempt, at, attempt that they've tuned into or... it in some way that I that we don't, and they tried to illuminate the rest of us mm-hmm. in a little bit. Jesus mm-hmm. even mentioned it. Is it possible he was tuned into that world just a little bit better than me? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> or the whole thing kind of before. Yeah. So anyway, what do you guys? 
go there at all, or is it just too big of a head explosion? It's one of my core questions. You know, is, I, is there supernatural? Yeah, and stuff? you can think, like, have you ever seen any evidence of it? And one of the things that makes me sometimes think that there is, is when you're thinking about somebody and then they call. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of that mm-hmm. where maybe it's mm-hmm. coincidence, but, mm-hmm. or is there something else going on where they were thinking about you and that energy came over you connected something. with that somehow yeah mm-hmm. yeah just on wednesday <laughs> i had that happen to me but it's kind of goofy but i was having a conversation with a good friend and i'm like i was starting to think about the clock and i knew i didn't have to be somewhere for another hour so i knew it wasn't bad but i was like i should look at the clock i asked her to look at her phone she told me the time but had i looked at my own phone i would have seen that stacy had been trying to call me like three or four times and at that moment i'm thinking oh Maybe there was something going on there. I mean, that's an example in my life recently that my mind kind of went, hmm. But it was on, but it was on silence, and it was in my purse across on the other side of the table. And I thought, hmm. And after, and he, then he shows up <laughs> at the at where we were meeting. Stop I'm like, it. what are you doing here? He goes, well, I figured you might not be looking at your phone, but I've been calling. And and like so, it worked out at the end. But whatever, it was one of those goofy moments. Would I call that? I love when that serendipitous, but I call it energy. What I call it, what it I, mean. I go coincidence. Coincidence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well, that's that's, 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 that's <laughs> but no. But there yes. are times where you're yes. like, that's really weird or and something. Could, yeah. And it ha- could it have happened a thousand times before and never yeah. realized it? Right. I mean, but I, now right. this time I do. Exactly. So exactly. now it's. I've had that happen. Like the one, the most recent one I can think of is like we mm-hmm. like we had a mouse in our house. <laughs> is this a Dr. Seuss book? <laughs> <laughs> We're eating green eggs and ham. Inside, outside, upside down. Was it a fox in a box? Yeah. Too? And I had the striped hat on. <laughs> but no, we had a mouse in the house. And I, I remember like I was coming downstairs or something. And I just had this sort of this weird vibe. Which I don't get that. We just sort of had this weird thing. And I sat in the chair. And then, you know, in like, so I wasn't like by the stairs. But then I, all of a sudden, like I saw a mouse in the kitchen. I'm like, I wonder if that's what that was. You know, because it, it felt like some kind of a connection. So, I mean, I don't know. I usually chalk it up as coincidence. But it was one of those words, like, that's a weird feeling. And then there's a mouse. It's like, yeah, is there something going on there? And if you're open to seeing those things more, will you see it more? You kind will. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. when we prayed for people in the charismatic movement, mm-hmm. you saw more. You saw a lot you of failed you're prayers, if you want to call them that. But you also you saw will. a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's prayer. I can't. Yeah, I can't deny that, that there was, I'm going to call it a miracle. That it was there. I can't explain it any other way. I can't let it go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't go back there now and do this. I can't pray right. in the same way. Mm-hmm. Are there other examples, Pete, that you're thinking of besides sort of like you're thinking of somebody in the call? Were there other sort of things that? Well, I mean, I guess I have sort of a personal example um, that. Uh, so I kind of one of my deals is discernment, and so one of my deals, <laughs> <laughs> and so. Um, I mean, it's it's happened a, a few times, um, but I'll, like one time specifically, I was talking to somebody, and they were um, we were just having a discussion, and he was kind of telling me about something that he was doing, and I was sort of asking questions, not really agreeing or disagreeing, um, but all of a sudden his face sort of changed. It was like all of a sudden there was just this intense anger on his face that you know that I mean it's it's I don't know how to describe that his face changed but mm-hmm. it was like it just sort of shocked me because it was like holy cats that what what is that you know and it just was a split well um we finished up and, and uh, well come to find out later on that he had really does have anger issues 
and that was, you know, an issue that he's been dealing with. And, um, and so maybe, so I don't know what, what happened mm-hmm. there, but it has happened in the past and it's just kind of a glimpse of somebody's, I mean, the way I interpret it, it's a glimpse of somebody's internal, you know, perception of themselves or what they're struggling with or some sort of spiritual, mm-hmm. you know, force or something. And, uh, and, you know, so it catches me off guard. And I think, you know, but how I deal with that is that I, that shows me how I can pray for that person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it, it's how can I use this to help somebody. So, yeah, no. Interesting, yeah. So when, when we're talking about this, and my next question is, so if I believe, say this is where I'm at, that Steve, the that I believe that all life has some sort of energy and some sort of influence in the world around it, and you are home and you have this sense, you've, you've received something in mm. the environment, that's maybe being put off by this mouse or whatever, and you respond, and you go, you make this connection. I can go there in my head actually pretty easily right now because I know that we just we didn't always know ultraviolet light, we didn't always know sonar, we didn't know all these things, and we discover these things. So I believe that's actually something that almost someday we're going to be able to find a way to measure, or we'll have some way to figure that out. My question is: Is there some other? Some mm-hmm. other <laughs> beyond science. beyond beyond what we do right here in life between those living beings that exist in the material realm world mm-hmm. is there another other that adds to that energy mm-hmm. or adds which will to not that be measurable. which which never that may not be I don't know yeah maybe never well or, because but, wouldn't that then take away but from then faith? yeah good question <laughs> there there yeah. has to be. Yeah, quite a good question. Can we ever become masters, or will there always be a mystery? We have so far to go, it's hard to believe we'll ever... That's no, that's, it, does, it, does. it does. It does make me kind of wonder. Well, but, yeah. I'm curious, kind of back to... Not, not to disrupt that, but like, no, I'm, before we finish up, I, I'm interested more, like, too, in the, you know, who we pray to. So we talked about God a little bit. Are there other... I mean, do, do you guys pray to Jesus, the Holy Spirit, universe? I mean, is there other sort of examples of what you guys personally do or of people that you know? I'm just curious, like, what, or does it matter? I mean, do we think it matters? I think sometimes we use different vocabulary to just talk about the same thing. We're all talking about the same thing in some ways, and we maybe just have different, it's just our way of categorizing it because we are so limited by our experiences and our vocabulary. In a way, in our vocabulary to describe. So, in my in my thought process, I think we're all praying to the same thing or the same. <laughs> like you talk about whether you call it God or you call it, you know, the universe or you call it Jesus or you call it whatever you call it. I, I just sometimes think we get bogged down in that differentiation, and I don't I don't know. To me, it doesn't necessarily matter, but I'm not answering your question either. Well, you are. I mean, you, but you you would say it's all the same thing. Whatever this supernatural no, phenomenon is, no. it's all the same. No, I'm not saying it's it all the same thing, but I, I don't have the answers. I really don't know. I just, 
I, I just, you know. <sighs> <laughs> do you want to play chess? Why do you play chess? Why do you show up? I know. <laughs> you know this is going to happen. <laughs> no, that's no, that, that's perfectly fair. I, I think to some extent, I, I agree with you in terms of yeah, is it God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit? Doesn't matter. Is it the same thing? Whatever. For right. me, it, it's again because of the way I'm wired. It's like if if I believe that there's a Trinity, if there's God the Father, there's Jesus, and there's the Holy Spirit because of who I am, I like to understand, like, what, what are they doing? Like, is the, I mean, because well, I say this, I said, well, okay, God created, and Jesus came, you know, was incarnate and died, and the Holy Spirit was given to us to live and kind of be our regular direction in life or whatever. So what is God doing? Is he active? He, she, it, are, is God active in doing something in the universe? Or is he kind of chill now? I created, I'm doing my thing. Jesus, is he just hanging out, waiting to come back? What's his deal? Because the Holy Spirit, I mean, so I know it maybe doesn't matter in what the results of the prayer are, but for me in understanding what the Trinity thing is, for me that that's important for me. So, that, so that's that's why <laughs> that's okay. So sorting your religion, what religion has given you, as understandings about what God is, and you want to sort that out with a larger worldview. Uh, yeah, just whatever a, this construct, construct is, just whatever this construct, construct, whatever the construct is. I just want to. If if I think I can pray and it doesn't matter what I label it or who I label it to and it's effective, that's fine. That that's great. But for me, it helps me. Just understand my my worldview. It, it, you know, and you know, am I praying out to a God on a throne in the universe, or am I praying internally to the Holy Spirit that resides in me? Is that the same thing? Am I getting? Am I allowing the the Trinitarian perspective to get in the way of my relationship with God because I'm trying to trifurcate it, yeah, you know, so into, wow. well, I was going to say bifurcate, which I've never used the word trifurcate. I don't, even know if it, I don't know if it really works, but bifurcate has to be too. So. It's actually impossible. But. Is there a trifurcation thing? Well, well you can't trisect an angle I, using construction tools. That's actually true. Well, we can, <laughs> let's leave that let's that. We'll do geometry right. and the next question. Right. <laughs> but anyway, so, to God. No. but so, yeah, so it could very well be getting in my way of, of relationship with God because I'm trying to figure out well whose role is what and but but um, but for right now it's, yeah it's kind of important. I think theologically I have to go because I think most of us around the table spring from this uh, Protestant mm-hmm. well, um, and I have I don't know where I am. I haven't thought about my praying time and who do I think during that prayer time. Yeah? Um, do you address anybody? But as I reflect back. Okay. Uh, I, I believe it is the Holy Spirit um, with whom I am dialoguing. Mm-hmm. Again, from that well that I spring out of. Um, and it is through that, you know, groaning of the Spirit that you know, communication goes on in that otherness. Um, so, if I put a label on it, mm-hmm. it's the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And that, that's where the nudges come from either way, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Though it's hard to know what is the Spirit nudging and what is my Spirit nudging. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and which... 
do you trust? On a completely lighter scale, I will post to Facebook. Yeah. Um, one of the, uh, in one sense, it is it is very light. Kevin Kling, was that? Yes. <laughs> Tracy lights up. <laughs> have you heard the prayer? No. Oh. I, I pray for, I, I pray, I, I play it for my middle schoolers um, right around Thanksgiving time, thereabouts. And it is his, it, he tells a little bit of uh, his journey of his life and how he, and the phrase he uses is, I'm going to butcher this a little bit, um, how I prayed to Jesus to tell Santa <laughs> for sea monkeys. <laughs> His, his <laughs> phrasing of it, but I'll put that up there. And you can... um, but he, he closes with how his prayer has changed after his accident and, and how he views it now, hmm. so to speak. And, and it is, he lands squarely in this awareness that that's what prayer does for him now. Hmm. It provides an awareness? Right, of, okay. of the blessings. Okay. Right? Which, again, are they blessings? I don't know. Because the one blessing that one of them, sorry, <laughs> spoiling a little bit of the fun, but one of the other guys in the hospital who ended up who was worse than he, and he was like, I don't know how you're going to get out, you know, his thought, this guy is dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's no way he's climbing out of that bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he sees him crawling out onto the street, so to speak. After, well, I mean, he was in mm-hmm. a walk or whatever, but. You know, he said, wow, how are you managing to do this? Hmm. He says, well, they don't let you smoke in a hospital. (laughs) (laughs) External motivation. (laughs) You think of, like, what am I thankful for? Right. Right? A heater. (laughs) 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 Got me up out of the hospital bed. (laughs) Well, we just got a few minutes left. Uh, Any? Well, maybe one way to finish it up. Uh, Should we go around and say one of the prayers that we say or the prayer that we say most often hmm. oh. I'm willing to give it a shot if people are willing to do that I have something okay All right. oh. or we can we don't have to go around but just whoever has yeah. something or go yeah. ahead and, right yeah um, we sing prayers frequently around our table I will not try to do the Swedish one that we sing <laughs> as a solo Without Grandma's help, no go on. <laughs> um, but there are there's two or three of them, and I and I was um, particularly interested in this because at one point uh, I don't know who I was reading. They, they were saying a prayer, and as a kid, he said the prayer, uh, and it was partially Armenian prayer, and it wasn't until later in life that he understood what that was, and he had said it wrong the whole time, so to speak, right? Um, I was actually going to try to this the Swedish one, but... Give us a flavor of it? Um, let me... No. Okay. 
<laughs> well, we'll come back if you you know if you don't want to listen to other people talk and you want to think about that. Well, we're yeah, I, I, I'm trying to get the first launch. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's all it takes. Yeah. I got these other little pieces here, but it doesn't really. I think it starts little ditty. Yeah, yeah. Checking that. It's on every Swedish coffee mug in the world, hmm. but. At least in my world. <laughs> yeah, your world's a little limited. Uh, anybody else want to? Well, one of the ones that I, I do, a, a, you know, different praying things, but one of the ones that I like is, God, give me knowledge of your will for my life and the power to carry that out. Hmm. Which is kind of a, keeps it kind of the basics, doesn't... You know, it's not asking for too much. It's not. It's, <laughs> not overstepping my bounds. It's in, it's in, line, it's in yeah. line with his will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was fairly humble. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm. I need you to help me carry it. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, without you, I can't yeah, do it. Yeah, it kind of puts some mm-hmm. responsibility on me to, mm-hmm. you know, but also that God has to give me the power to mm-hmm. do His will. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think where I'm, I'm at, you know, it used to be much more. <laughs> Sounds bad. I, I'll just be honest. I'm transparent. Much more around the family and the things that I'd like to see in the world and that sort of stuff too. But with my journey now and like wondering where is God, it it the prayer now when I pray is is basically God, if you can hear this, if you can do anything about this, help me get there. You know, help me reconnect. Help me figure this thing out enough. You know, trusting that He knows my shortcomings as a logician or whatever it is. But that, that's really what it looks like. It's just, all right, I'm, I'm in the middle of this chaos of this complexity. You know, just, just tell me get there. Mm. That's, that's it. That's good. Mm. <laughs> With where I'm at in my life right now, I was, I didn't have an answer. And then I remembered that my most consistent prayer right now my wife and I are expecting and every night before we fall asleep we pray for the baby mm-hmm. um, and other prayers come and go but that's been consistent in this season in our life mm-hmm. um, just mm-hmm. that hope I guess yeah. so exciting mm-hmm. you have a pretty good constant reminder of, of exactly, too, right? yeah. sometimes prayer you forget to pray for certain yeah. things Alan's yeah. hard to forget we won't forget it's no. <laughs> awesome Anyone else want to share for a wrap I'll up? share one of my favorite written prayers that we discovered a few years ago. Um, it says, May our thirst for peace be strengthened and our hunger for justice deepened until all are fed and safe and well. It's mm. beautiful. We have that written all over the house here. <laughs> I love that one. Yeah. I don't know if mine is a... I don't know if it's a prayer. I guess it's what you, what you judge prayer to be. But um, one of the the things that I do often is I like to practice yoga. And um, when I move and I breathe and I, I focus on. <laughs> I feel like I'm the one that's always talking about energy. So forgive me, you guys. No. But I'm always no, no. thinking no. about, you know, what we what we put what we breathe in and what we put out. If that's synonymous. If we if we focus on putting out into the world peace, love, joy, hope, enough, um, that automatically comes back to us. So I have a, a particular move I do where I'm moving back and forth, and it's, it's almost like bringing it in and pushing it out and, and the constant flow between me and all of the community that is our, our world. So that would be... Hmm. 
motion prayer kind of. Yeah, it's like it's breath, motion, yeah. and, and focused thought. So cool. Anyone else before we wrap up? I know I, as a middle child, I just kick at certain things, and one of those is the same prayer type of thing over and over. That so I've never. That's never been a good thing for me. The Lord's Prayer, those types of things, never resonated with me. Never thought there was anything wrong. <laughs> with wrong. The Lord's Prayer. <laughs> that's one. That's one way one, you can do it. So I was just even this sitting here. I was just trying to reflect where it when I haven't done a lot of praying, but when I come back to it. I'm going to touch on the energy thing, but at my root, I really believe there's a whole lot more going on, and I believe that our thoughts and our prayers, again, stemming to some of the biblical references that, you know, the prayer of a righteous man availeth much, some of those, I just still, they they still resonate, and so when I'm praying, I'm often not asking God, I'm just kind of, kind of like you're, you were saying, if you're hearing, it's almost that is, I'm we're going to release my energy, this mm-hmm. positive, for whatever end I'm really feeling led to, uh, to, to pray for. You know, just uh, it just sounds a little bit different than it used to. You know, we had a, one of our teachers just kind of came down with, pretty sure it's um, cancer that will end her life. And it was just yeah. happened right at November. She passed out in the classroom. And, you know, we met as a staff that night. And... Yeah, there's this overwhelming up in me of this to prayer, and I hadn't felt that in a long time. But that's kind of what it was. This is prayer of, mm-hmm. I don't know, <laughs> but I'm gonna I do what to I do can. Yeah. I need to do this. I any release of energy, you understand it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna believe, it. and it's not a believing that God reached down and, but it was just this. I'm gonna do what I can and mm-hmm. add mine to the pot of mm-hmm. positive energy flow. If it's again, it sounds weird. To even say those words out loud, it seems mm. totally natural mm-hmm. when I pray it. Mm-hmm. But to say it out loud, it sounds like, oh, that's not what I grew up with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's kind of where that's kind of where I'm at right now with the when it comes to those types of prayers. Grady, you want to close this off? Oh my gosh, that's pressure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. The final words you hear. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, I was I've been listening to you and it's all and I just love it. It's just beautiful pieces. I probably influenced somewhat by my husband we don't do a lot of um, repetitive prayers prayers that are written prayers that we do over and over um not that there's anything so knowing that there's diversity and embracing it and enjoying it for different reasons and seasons or personalities or whatever that might be currently um my my prayer life has kind of become more of that of a contemplative prayer life, more just sitting, listening, trying to walk the day out and being aware of wherever I am and his presence right there with me. So most of it's more like that. And it's not to say that I'm always like tuned in, um, but that's my desire, my home's desire is to do it that way. So my prayers have been less about asking, less about, but just being in a sense of awareness of his presence and journeying that with him and what what is what is that asking lots of questions i think and yeah um so that's my life right now journeying and relationship with him well good well let's we're gonna let's wrap this up for for this time thanks everybody thank you thank you
Well, that is the end of this discussion on prayer as the part of the wrestling room. Uh, we would love to have you check us out online. We have a wrestling room Facebook group uh, where we can engage in some dialogue. We also have supporters out on patreon.com. And if you support us there for as little as $3 a month, we'll give you some bonus audio, including some additional insights into my journey and that sort of thing. But certainly no obligation to do that. Just enjoy what we're doing here. We would love your feedback in any way, shape, and form that you're willing to give it. And before we sign off, just please hear this message from our special sponsor, Common Ground, a United Methodist Community Church in Cambridge. Hi, I'm Pastor Andrew. And I'm Pastor Amelia. And we are from Common Ground, a United Methodist community here in Cambridge, Minnesota. We're located in between the elementary school and the high school off Cypress Street, so we're easy to find. You can feel free to come join us any Sunday morning at 9.30, or if you want to check us out online, we live stream our worship services. You can find those at commongroundumc.org. If you wanted any more questions answered, you could feel free to give us a call at 763-689-2071. We're an inclusive place that believes everyone counts, and we really mean everyone, so we would love to have you anytime. Hope we see you soon.